Megan Locke, Coast to Coast. Uh, we are coming back to you after a six-year hiatus. You know, uh, life happens, and it definitely happened to the two of us in the last six years. Um, so it caused us to take a break from the podcast for a good long while. Uh, but, you know, if anything COVID did for us, it found new ways to connect people uh, that I don't think anyone really had really anticipated before. Uh, and it allow, has allowed us to basically, you know, using stuff like Zoom uh, to, you know, basically podcast over great distances. So uh, here we are. We're back. Um, we're going to uh, this season or going forward, we're going to tighten this up a little bit. We're, we're going to, you know, lots change. A lot has changed between the two of us personally. So we're going to talk about like issues and uh, events that impact us. Um, as everyday men, uh, husbands, fathers, employers, employees, um, and uh, hopefully it makes for some compelling conversation. But uh, with that, I'm going to start by turning it over to my, my co-host here, Mr. Locke, to kind of catch us up on what's going on with him uh, in the last uh, six years. Turn it over to you, the sir. Last, the last six years, what an incredible like it didn't the wave hit me as soon as you said six years it's like holy smokes Payne Manning's been retired that long um remembering us doing a Payne Manning podcast because they won the Super Bowl against the Panthers <clears throat> and it's a uh, it's just a long time and now we're like I said we're post pandemic things are a lot different now um we we are different people and that's, I think that's the major contrast I'm really interested in seeing. Interested in seeing how these podcasts are going to be end up going. Because we heard ourselves six years ago. And it's not that we're dramatically different people. But we're older now. And we have an older um, view on things. And I would say younger me was a lot more shoot from the waist. And like, hey, didn't really have action plan of everything I'm going to do. But... You know, we figured out as long as go on the way. And now as an older person, I'm not even really that old. Technically, people say old, but I'm older. I'm a little more precise on what I think about. I'm a little, I'm a little more open and thinking about how things are supposed to be. And I'm not I'm not quick, just quick to jump the judgment on certain things. I have more of a... I see things from 30,000 feet up instead of 500 feet up. So, yeah. You know, in the last six years, I've changed jobs. I recently got married. You know, so um, I made a move. I used to live in Virginia Beach where we used to do our podcast in Virginia Beach when we supposed to live there. I live there now and now reside in North Carolina, small town living. So it's a big culture shock for me of just living and trying to understand my place and what's going on. And I'm still growing and um, stuff like that. That's what's been going on for me. I know, and this show is coast to coast because uh, my co-host, Mr. Figs, he's moved to the other coast beyond the other coast uh i'm (laughs) i'm on an island in the middle of the pacific that's how how far we've gone uh since the last uh, time we talked you know it's funny i uh, when i logged into soundcloud where we you know host our material uh in our rsss um the last episode we recorded you know 2016 was nerd was the episode nerd fundamentalists and I don't know who's been listening to that podcast or that particular episode, but it had like 500 and something listens. So I don't know who's been playing it, but, uh, you know, but, but that being said, say what now? 
for real. Yeah, it's the only episode that has like that many listens. Most are usually are somewhere around like 96, 100 or so. But yeah, that one had like 500 and something um, listens. And I'm not sure if I just happened to tag that one correctly or what, but but you know we talk about it's how probably the word nerd people people jump on that word nerd. They're yeah. like, oh, nerd fundamentalist. Well, maybe something like oh, Macaulay's fundamentals of being a nerd because maybe uh, being in COVID, people learned that it's a became a very popular thing to do nerd stuff. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, so you mentioned. So uh, I'll real quick just kind of recap my last six years. So. You know, we ended the podcast in 2016. Um, I had to, we had to take a break because I was going away for work. Um, and then we, I got a new job and my new job, you know, moved me to Washington, D.C. for a while, you know, so I was, you know, living in Washington, D.C. And, um, and then we had a kid, you know, so uh, we had, had our, had our baby boy in, in 2018 so that sucks up everyone anyone that's ever had a child knows that sucks up like all your time you know between that and work and and uh family life um and then i got another new job where both my wife and both my wife and i both got offered new jobs out here in hawaii so that moved us all the way out here to um to oahu and you know we've been here now since uh you know 2021 may of 2021 um and it's crazy i think all this you know you talk you know not just the family stuff but inside of that time frame you know we talk about how we're going to talk about we're not going to shy away from issues because you know over the course of i think anyone obviously you know the pandemic there was you know the end you know we had the end of the trump administration we have covid we've got um all the you know black lives matter and uh all those um uh what else um just a ton of cultural and societal issues came to the front um, in those last six years that I think have changed how I think I know for me, especially as a parent, I suspect you, especially as a, as a new stepdad and family change, how you look at things. You mentioned, you know, obviously we've grown a lot in the last six years and nothing makes you grow more than when, uh, than being, having to care for someone younger that looks to you as a mentor and, is going to be looking to you as someone to help guide them in, in their in their de- the development of their future so like you know the the world has exploded and changed in so many different ways in the last six years i don't that it's um i think it's ripe to talk about that's for sure oh yeah there's a lot of conversations with this uh <clears throat> world that we are now living in it's post-COVID era. I was uh, actually talking about it because um, kids, this will be the first year in like two years that they're going to go back to school. They're going to experience what we experienced again. Like, they're trying to get away from the virtual schooling now. They're trying to get back into classrooms. And that's good because it's, I have no idea how I would survive in high school if we had to just do straight virtual, because I need to be in a classroom to hear a teacher, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people are like that as well. So, but the big thing is I can't picture my childhood not going to class and meeting people, meeting other people my age. You know, I grew up, I'm a military kid. I grew up around a a, a lot of children of different races and experienced them in class and recess and playing with them after school. So the idea of just not playing with kids, and I guess it's a lot easier now than like the 90s when technology is 
like palm your hands. You could you look to reach out, talk to anybody. You could FaceTime excellent people to palm their hand and just having that connection easily as you know, we didn't have that as kids. So it's just for me, wrap my brain around it, it's just it's wild. It's wild to even think that's it's it's possible that it happened, but I mean I'm pretty sure these kids they're gonna really enjoy that and they actually have a great childhood now because they're able to be around friends. Yeah, I tell you, um it was interesting, you know so Alex was um was one and a half going on two when the pandemic hit and uh you know around the neighborhood obviously you know people you know shut themselves in 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 the house uh the playgrounds were closed uh so you had to find new and inventive ways to kind of you know get out there but what's you know at one and two two years old kids aren't really socializing right like i mean they play next to each other but they don't really interact it's not like you know hey it's my best friend i'm gonna go play with him so you know um it wasn't a huge like i think from him for him anyways it wasn't a huge challenge but once we got out here and we enrolled him now he's older and we've enrolled him he's at a at a school on bay uh, up uh in makalapa and uh like they still have to wear masks but they, you know it's still they have in it's still in person school right like he's able to interact with other kids he's made a lot of great friends and I tell you, I can't, I mean, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have to do all this virtually. I had, I had friends of mine, neighbors that when I was in DC where their kids were on virtual pre-K and, you know, one trying to get like a four and five-year-old to sit in front of a computer for 45 minutes without, you know, wanting, you know, without wanting to move around and get up was challenging. And then trying to teach them through a computer screen is even that more challenging to the point where my friend just said, you know, screw this. We're not going to, I'm not going to pay for this because my son, like, I'll just teach them. It's, it's, it's basics. I can teach them the basics until, you know, kindergarten, whatever, or until they open up. But cause yeah, I mean, um, there, uh, there, I think there, there is definitely a social dynamic that in person and in, in person teaching gives you that, you know, sitting on the front of the computer doesn't. And I think too, it's just a focus thing too. I think it's, it's hard to stay focused on via VTC than it is like in the classroom, engaging with people and looking at next, looking to the person next to you and seeing that, you know, if they're engaged or not. And so, yeah, no, it's, I'm glad we're back to a, a somewhat sense of normalcy. Um, you know, yeah, um, I can't picture like uh, virtual pre-K virtually teaching you how to color within line. It's like that's that's not how it works like you vision of it you see somebody in your mind you're like oh a teacher teaching a kid how to color and it's teacher over the shoulder of the kid doing it 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 doesn't work like that you base off what i've seen kids are like laying down in class they don't get even dressed to go to class virtually it's because like it's virtual so it's like seriously virtual peak pre-k you're just gonna learn the basic you should be able to learn that at home and I get it. Some parents, you know, with that, the pandemic brought the different struggle of some people could work from home. Some people couldn't. I could not work from home. So I was at work all the time during COVID and stuff like that. Uh, speaking of that, I actually um, I went to church today and my church, they um, they they started wearing masks again because with the monkeypox and the COVID kind of flaring up a little bit. So, you know, we were there and had a good sermon today, even with the mask on. Everybody seems to be, you know, 
some people take it well. It's funny that some people don't take wearing masks very well. They think wearing a mask is a form of control or something, and it's stupid. I just, I just. Oh, dude, I tell you, it's one of my favorite things to watch right now on YouTube are like the Karen meltdown videos, and so many of them are related to like you know the mask situation. And it's like, gosh, is this really something to get so uptight about? But I mean, I get it. Because they feel like they're taking their rights. Like you're not taking any rights, man. It's like it's just like the sign that says no shirt, no shoes, no service. As simple as that. You don't have to come in here to do that. You know, I mean, that's that sign's old as who knows what. And people obey it. People come in not wearing. If you try to go to a fine dining restaurant and they tell you you have to wear, you have to wear slacks. You well, can't I wear that, Timberland boots coming in this nightclub. Yeah, and I think that gets too to like the politi- the politicalization of the pandemic, right? Like I think if it hadn't become such a politicized issue, maybe the mask thing wouldn't have been such a big deal in itself. But you know that's you know that's part of the game. It was interesting following this whole thing in D.C. because you know in D.C. like when up there you can't help but be engulfed in politics when you live in Washington D.C. Like it's on like it's funny having come from Virginia Beach where. You know, when you turn on the local news, it's about a couple different things. Like, you're going to know that there's a, the military is doing something because, like, a ship is deploying or coming home. Uh, there's something going on in and around the base. Uh, you're going to hear about local crime, which, you know, you know, and, and everything that's going on there. Um, but, you know, it was always either military-centric or, you know, um, you know, local you know, crime kind of situation. And, you know, to some degree, also, like, school board stuff and whatever. But... But it was just more grounded, I guess. But in D.C., man, like you turn on the local news and it's all about like it's all it's all I mean, it's political commentary nonstop. You know, I mean, you can't help but be engulfed in it because you're living in it. Like, you know, there's a I remember I was in like I was in my job at, at in D.C. Uh, on January 6th. And we're, I'm in a v- VTC with some folks, you know, out in a different part of the nation and. And I got CNN on up in the, the TV above me and, you know, I'm looking up and it's in the tail end of the Trump rally. And I come back, I'm in the VTC and then I look up and they're marching on the Capitol, you know, and I'm, and I look down and, you know, about 10 minutes later, they're banging, they're like breaking down the windows. And it's like, Oh my God, this is all happening in real time. Meanwhile, it's literally like miles away from where I work. Right. So, you know, I mean, going home from work that day was nuts because they, all the roads were shut down and like the national guard was everywhere. And it's just, you, you, you're, you live in it, you know? And, and the, uh, but the fact that the kind of pandemic was able not only to, you know, politicize, you know, help us in politics, uh, it, it managed to reach people, I think in places where I don't think it normally would have reached them. You know, what I mean, like when you have like that t- that small school board meeting in the middle of Podunk somewhere, and they're fighting about mask mandates in school, and it's like, dude, like we are living politics day in day out. It blows my mind. It's you know, it's what happened from my mind. How I took it is that it pandemic didn't really politicize anything, but it it's it kind of boiled over. That's when it it boiled over finally. It, it's been. A wild four years of President Forty Five, and he, uh, you know, he pitted on the he pit a lot of prejudice and a lot of giving a lot of emboldening in people, and without even saying it, they just believe that he believes that because for the reason people that tend to um, I'm not saying all of them because I know a couple of people that are traditional Republican people. And they're good people, 
You know what I mean? But I, but also, but they also stand with me on the idea that those extremists, they're not them. They're like, they're not them. We're not them. I don't stand with them. I'm not good with them. And, you know, they, they sit there and they'll say like, oh, I don't listen to the media. I don't listen to the mainstream media, but you listen to the media. Where do you get your news from? Do you get news from just straight opinions then? So you're believing an opinion of a false prophet to tell you what is what, and you're just going to be emboldened by it. And, and it's always the wildest, it's the craziest stuff. And they just follow it. And you're just me on the other end looking at it like this is wow. You know, and I, I was talking to my wife the other day and I was like, well, Snowflake is a young person that can't handle like change and can't handle stuff so they call them a snowflake. They're freaking out. They're snowflaking. Am I right? But then what do you call an older person? that freaks out and can't handle change. What is that called? Because that's one thing has not been identified. It's just, was that an okay, was that a boulder? Hello, is it a, is it a, is it a I don't know, I'm making it up, a boulder, I don't know, like. (laughs) Like, I don't understand, but it's, it's, I agree with you. I don't think the pandemic, the pandemic probably didn't, obviously there was politics happening before the pandemic, but I think what the pandemic allowed a lot of people to do is, like, I think before the pandemic, you can kind of ignore to a degree what was going on around you because you had your, you had a life, like you had work, you went to work, you came home, you went out with your friends. You might talk about an issue here or there, but you know, ultimately you, you were going out, you were socializing, you were dating, you were doing like, you were just living life. Like you were doing the things you enjoy doing. And I think when the pandemic happens and people are shut in the, in the house all day. And the only thing, the only outlet they have is the, you know, CNN, Fox news, you know, MSNBC, you know, you know, that, that's just yelling at them day in, day out. You only get only, only your only source of real information is either that or the computer. So you're stuck behind your computer. Oh, by the way, the algorithms are feeding you whatever you, you, you know, where you want, what you want, want to look at. So you're being force fed information that is specifically tailored just for you. Like, so I think people that would normally not have cared which way or the other about some of the things that were going on because they had their lives that they were living, it became their new life. So like now people that were otherwise maybe moderate or wasn't, weren't political at all, were suddenly being forced to become political just by nature of the fact that they had nothing else to do but surf the internet for, you know, 18 hours a day, you know, except for when they're asleep. Um, and just you know, and listen to the one side that make the most makes the makes the most sense to them, you know. And I, and I think that that is what I mean when I say the the COVID COVID or the pandemic politicized us. It just because of the fact that for the first time, every person in the country and around around the world to a degree was forced in their house to and and, and to consume media. It was, it was like your only thing to do was just consume media. And depending on what that media, media and they had to try to find yeah. like things to do and it's wow because uh, i i am i am for one i'm here to tell you people that uh, listen i'm not here to teach you or to tell you what to think or how to politically lean because that's your business not mine okay but i can tell you what it's just a trip sitting back and you're watching how the tides ebbs and flows where it's my body my choice on one choice then all of a sudden they're like oh that's crazy and all of a sudden it's my body my choice with the masks and it's my body my choice with the with the with when it comes to abortion but it's my body my choice when it comes to the vaccine it, it is a wild time how people on both sides use the same sayings and they just it, it's it's a trip it is you know and yeah. I, all i would say is all i would say just comes down to 
and I don't want people to take me wrong in this, but do your own research and not doing your research by going to some wild ass podcast or whatever and be like, oh, Joe Rogan, I trust what he's saying. No, check, check your sources, check one source, check two source, check three source. If they're all saying the same thing, then there might be something. It has to be credible. It cannot be an opinion piece. It can't be some guy in his basement telling you something. It can't be some dude bought by some big company tell you something. It has to be something credible. You know what I mean? That's all printed and on television. And if they're all saying it, their reports might not be exactly the same. That won't be word for word, but it'll probably be the same. And you want to, and that's how you take that in. And then you make your own. You vote with your, you vote and you think with your conscience. I, I agree with you, and I think, but I, I would counter, or at least I would play devil's advocate in that I think a lot of people um, are lazy because I think that takes work, right? It takes work to find to read multiple sources. It takes work to go out and find things or to to read material contrary to your own viewpoint. Um, it takes work to do research, right? Like, you know. Um, Critical thinking in this country is, you know, to in some degree becoming a lost art, right? Because, you know, you, you, you could have, you could have professional debate on a topic um, and you can look at it from both sides. And at the end of the day, whether or not you agree or disagree, you can walk away and still be friends. But here it's like, you know, either, either you're with me or you're against me. And there's not a lot and there's no middle ground. Uh, because, very, very tribal, very yeah, tribal. Because, uh, you know, uh, it's it's too hard it, because it takes it takes intellectual maturity to want to go out and 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 look at the counter argument and to research it and to find a credible source right like i think it's easy to want to reach out and find the first thing in front of me especially since the computer is giving it to me right again algorithms are you know living our run our daily lives at this point so it's easy for me to run out and pick the first thing i see and go yep that's ground truth you know whereas you know, where we, whereas it takes a lot of work and effort to, you know, kind of like shift through, like to, to scroll through the chaff and make sure like who wrote this article, where, what are their, what are their credentials? Where, you know, what, you know, where do they come from? Like, I remember having, we had a, uh, having a debate with one of our friends on Facebook and, you know, and he was telling me like, you know, you need to do some research, do the truth. So I was like, okay, well show me, well, I'm curious, what are you reading? Like what, show me your sources. Like, so he referenced me to this, this website and it was like this fanatical pastor in the middle of like the Midwest and who, I mean, what he was saying, like he was taking, oh, no. histo- he, he was taking historical fact, but the way he interpreted it was like, was crazy. Like, and, and I was like, Hey man, like, I'm not going to say necessarily say he's wrong, but you know, you should raise an eyebrow that there's no sources. Like he's not like, this isn't, he's not a college professor. Like, he hasn't at least addressed the counter argument like in his in what he's saying like it's 100 percent just him spitting out what he believes is his truth uh so it's you know that i mean people they're just they want the quick answer they want the quick and dirty the uh, the saying goes that it's easier to tell a man a lie than convince that man that he was been tricked and it's so true people people like you said emotional maturity um, humility, humility, and common sense isn't really common anymore. People just don't want to believe stuff. They they were like, man, this has got to be true, and oh, uh, they find that it's not true, and they're hurt, and it, it's they don't know how to take it. And instead of saying like, yeah, I was wrong, it, it it takes a big person to say that you're wrong, 
is a big person to be. Hey, man, I was wrong. My bad. We've all made mistakes. We are not perfect, but people want to be perfect and they want to believe. And I get it. It is almost sometimes people beliefs turn fanatical and fanatical upgrades up to the cult level stuff. And there's and we see it on multiple levels, not just in politics, but even in the YouTube world to MLMs with the multi-level marketing people like trying to get you in. I could tell you a quick story. I had a good friend of mine years ago in my, when I was in my early 20s and he took me to this multi-level event and I he didn't know what it was. He didn't know, he, he knew what it was, but I didn't. And I showed up, I dressed up for his job interview, show up in a room full of 40 people and they're just telling you about, hey, you're gonna sell me this. Um, I'm gonna, you're gonna sell this stuff. You're gonna make all this money. You're gonna be like me, getting a ten thousand dollar check every month, like me, and da da da. And I was like, what? But then you need to recruit ten people. And I was like, wait a minute, what? And that was wild. And I was like, this is I can't do this, you know. And but that's that cult mentality that it's it, it, it buys. So there's sheep. There are people out there just gonna follow along, and people want to believe the best in people. And unfortunately, I'm sorry, America, we're not there. <laughs> um so one thing that caught my ear that i thought was really interesting and i think this gets back to how much we've changed in the last six years you mentioned you going to you went to church dude like that's huge like uh, i remember you know uh six years ago that wasn't something you were doing so i think that's that, that and now is that again a, a, a symptom i should say of you know becoming a family man kind of situation or what brought i mean is that you know how how that come to be i guess um yeah that's a symptom of being a family man i don't go to church every sunday i'm not gonna sit here and pretend i'm a bible thumper and nothing like that you know and i still i'm have not my, accusing uh, you of that <laughs> you know <laughs> i go to church on sunday no but like, at I mean, the same, i'm not a bible thumper. at the same time you know it's a it's a you know it's for me it's a learning experience it's different you know it's cool to be in a place that everybody's positive and i understand like um the pastor of this church is my father-in-law so I understand that I I understand that his words are coming from a bad place because I know him as a man first. I knew him as a man first before I ever went to church ever. So I know that he's not trying. He's just he's not just fluff and just saying stuff. You know, he actually means it. You know, and his um his church that he runs is um they're they're trying to do good things. They're trying to help the community, this the black community out here, and trying to do stuff like that. You know, and it's something i cannot say in conversations me and him do have i question these um those televangelists that do all that and don't help their communities and they don't do stuff like that because but they drive around ferraris and buy planes and stuff like that so but it's but as i digress go back around circle here you know it was it's nice being a place where people are positive and um it's a learning experience for me you know because um yeah, it's a part of small town living. You got it. That's what you do on Sundays here. I get it, man. Like we, you know, uh, when we first got here, well, and then it's, I mean, we, we've been churchgoers obviously for a long time. You know, Marcy, my wife is extremely devout. Uh, and then of course, you know, I, I, I've always not, I'm not gonna say I've been on the fence, but you know, I'm always, I'm more of a, like a, I was always a fair weather Catholic. That's how I always, always describe myself. I mean, I went to church, but I just sat in the pew and, and when it was over, I, I left, you know, that was kind of my, you know, how I saw it. But, you know, so over the course of, you know, our marriage, we've gone to a variety of different churches. We've gone to evangelical churches and we've gone to Catholic churches. And, you know, I mean, um, uh, when we first got here, we had some friends that lived in D.C. with us and they invited us to their church. 
um, down in um, Waikiki. And we liked it. It was, it was good. We enjoyed it. Marcy really liked it. I, you know, and um, it was, uh, I liked it, I think mostly from a social aspect, you know, we have a lot of good friends that we met through there and they live in the neighborhood with us here and stuff like that. But, um, uh, you know, and, and Marcy in good fairness was like, well, Hey, like we should go to a Catholic church every now and then since you're Catholic. And I was like, okay. You know, I mean, I wasn't like, I, it was, I didn't need it. It wasn't something I was like, I had to absolutely happen, but you know, she was trying to be, you know, fair and equal and everything else. And, um, and then we had a friend here, uh, the Guzman's and they went, their daughter, no, their son was getting baptized. So they invited us to this one church, the Catholic church. So we went, we really liked it. So we started going every other week. And then we noticed that Alex in particular, and I think part of the reason why I want to make sure I'm a good, like a good and faithful servant to God, if any, for anything is so that I set a good example for my kid, you know? Um, so like, uh, Alex began to really respond to the Catholic church for some reason, which I thought was strange because like at the, at the evangelical church in Waikiki, they, they got like Sunday school and the kids can all go play and everything. So I was thinking like, you know, because he can play and there are other kids, like he was going to be happier there, but like, he was just fascinated by like the priest and the altar servers and like, you know, um, and the choir and everything else. So, so we, we decided to just go there. And even though Marcy's not Catholic, like she's like, she learned how to play the piano over the last few years. So she's playing, she plays piano with the choir and, and then I joined them. And then the one, the, one of the guys who was in the Knights of Columbus was like, Hey, do you want to like join the Knights of Columbus? You know, you, you seem like an upstanding dude. And I was like, okay, sure. So now next, you know, I'm in the Knights of Columbus and now I'm the the lead lector. And then I was like, I was lecturing at JBAB too before that. So like, I think when you find a place that gives you a strength of community, and like you said, people are generally positive and in a good mood and um, like it makes you want to be there. So that's kind of how, where we are too. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to confuse it with thinking that, you know, Oh, you're a Bible thumper. No, I just, I just know that for you, like that seemed like, I, I think that's a remarkable change. That's all. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, a uh, big man lecture over here. Um, now the you know, the, it's, it's cool. It's, it's cool. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think it's you, I always want to open myself up to new experiences and I've never been like against it or like that, but I've never had, I guess the word motivation, you know? And I find, I, as I find myself as an older man now, I realize that a lot of my things that are positive in my life and things and my shortcomings have all been point of the word motivation. Am I motivated to do this? I didn't pursue a lot of things in life because I wasn't motivated enough or driven enough. Or I didn't do it. And things that I felt I was really great at, I focused really on those things and I was really great at those things. So, you know, maybe it's that self-reflection. Now looking back like, man, what could have been? Because if I would have maybe thought this way at this time, focused my attention on this stuff, then maybe things might be a little different. But I want to be like that because I have I like my life now. I like life now, and I still have time to change things. So you know that's where um, you know I'm, I won't come out. I'm not a religious person at all. I can't recite a single thing from the Bible really. Um, but it's um, great to hear the word and how it's interpreted and stuff like that. Because that's what all it comes down to. No matter what religion you have, how it's inter how it's interpreted 
to you and how you take it. Um, some take it well, some take it don't. Well, not so well, some take it pretty well. Some uplift and change their entire life. I watched a girl cry in church today just by hearing the words. So that's, I mean, for me, I can't wrap my brain around how that happens. Um, but it's, you know, the words hit that person that strong that maybe one day, maybe I'll hear something that would hit me that strong. Or I might be going through something and hearing that will uplift me to the point where it brings me tears. Who knows? I guess um, only time will tell. You know, when I'm off from work, I'll go check it out if I'm off from work. Um, I, some Sundays I'm off and then sometimes they don't have church that Sunday. I'll have church, a different church. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I got to keep moving around, find different churches. So it's what it is. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, we, um, yeah, we were, like I said, we were going back and forth for a while, but I think we're, we're pretty much on exclusively on this church now, uh, just given the fact that we're so invested in it. Um, yeah, I, I, I hear you on like, hope it's like someday, like being moved to tears. Like, I mean, there are definitely things that the, the priest says that like, I'm like, that make me think, you know, like that, like, you know, make me look at something from a different perspective or, but I too, I guess, I guess I'm too waiting for that moment, that spiritual moment that just, you know, completely moves me in a way. Cause I mean, I'm a very, again, like I'm a critical thinker and I'm a pretty secular person, you know? So like, you know, sometimes I agree with what I'm hearing. Sometimes I don't, you know, and like, I have to really think on it. And see, I think that's what happens with um, critical secular people. Like we don't, we, we, we're not like spiritual people. Let it, let these words hit harder. You know, I mean, we're kind of like we have to break down barriers to us. You have to get through us. It's like mm, I have science, I have this, I have that. I can, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like we're trying to find reason to like make it pristine. It needs to be 99.99 percent. It can't be like well, 60 percent says that this is the words and believe it because we have no proof that it is, but just 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 is. And it's like, uh, you know, what I mean, but you know, it's but like I said, it's all about how you interpret, really. Go and we go from there. All right. Well, I, you know, I think we've definitely filled a, a 30 minutes, uh, I would say. Um, yeah, but, we definitely did. Yeah. I mean, I think we recapped on some really great issues. Like we, and, you know, we you know, got re-caught up. We briefly talked on about some things that affect us during the pandemic, you know, talked about how um, life has changed to a degree and, you know, some new perspectives on faith and family. Um so I think, you know, this, hopefully this gives everyone an indication of where this podcast is going. Um, you know, for our listeners out there, the goal is, you know, hopefully weekly, you know, we'll, you know, we'll come to you guys with a new podcast, you know, um, a new topic, something that's, you know, weighing on our minds and something we've had time to chew on and think about. Cause you know, I mean, we're not here to tell anybody what to think. You know, we're not trying to hear, be here to, you know, spout gospel or anything like that. I think we're just here to talk about like, Hey, what's going on right now? And how's it affecting me? How's it, how, is it impacting how, you know, we, we raise sons or interact with our wives or interact with our friends and has it impact how, you know, how we do our work or maybe it doesn't, I don't know. But I think we're still going to have fun though. We're going to talk about things oh, that yeah. like, we're going to talk about things that we do. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about um, current events. We're going to talk about pop culture. We're going to talk about stuff that, you know, that's, you know, interesting subjects that uh, not just beyond just us, uh, only our own diatribes of how we live our life but even what's happening in the world and like how we like what our opinions on the stuff is and and uh you know it, it here to have some fun
you know, oh, you wanna, you know if you're inter- and if you guys are like any of you guys interested in any topics you want to talk about, you know, I would say um, put it in the comment section. Let us know. We're always up for ideas and like that. You know, we'll give you a shout out on it because you know this is a dialogue, really, um, between two friends, coast to coast. Coast you know, to coast. Coast to coast. You know, so you know it's um, it's this podcast right here. See, might be a little all over the place, but it'll be a little more on tune when we have a certain subject to just nail on we were just catching up here and um it's it's great to be back behind the microphone again it is it's good to be back and it's good to be talking about this stuff and just kind of riffing on it and talking like seeing where the conversation goes yeah I, de- I mean we'll definitely get back and t- touch on some of the pop culture stuff you know it's it's hard not to talk about the things we, i mean part of the reason you know we're friends is because we share a lot of the same interests we we like you know we like movies and and video games and all those things so i'm sure we'll talk about those things too no doubt so at any rate uh it's good to be back it's good to be back with you my friend and talking yes and yes and debating stuff and uh hopefully we can keep it lively and interesting and we'll see where it goes yeah man we will it's uh this is uh we we decided to do this um the idea behind the zoom well not zoom but the podcast itself was uh, uh we're at my wedding you know i got married about about three months ago coming on three months yeah months about ago. that yeah probably three months ago yeah wow crazy right and uh you know we were there we we're just kind of getting together as friends and they were kind of like man i missed doing a podcast and yeah like, well you know what it, too. yeah it's like because we we got together as friends again and we're out and we're, we're doing what we always did you know and that was the whole that was the reason the podcast existed to begin with was you know we'd get together we'd have drinks and we just have start having real talk about the stuff going on around us so for the first time in a long time, you know, we were able to do that. Like, you know, we were able to sit down and talk about just stuff and have a good time and have some laughs and yeah. And I realized I was like, man, I miss I miss doing this. Like, we gotta like we gotta do this again. And it's and it's yeah. so easy now. Like that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, it's much different now than what it used to be. Now, now it's so easy. It's crazy. Yeah, like, there's no reason. There's no reason not to do it. I mean, I think the hardest thing about this is just the time. The time difference. Yeah, there's a time Six difference. There time is a major time difference. Like, it's not. But, it's, uh, it's, it's coast to coast, and it is like evening versus day. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true story. True story. He just come back from church. I'm like, it's nighttime. I'm about to give him put my stepson to bed and all that stuff. So that's literally the difference. <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right man well hey we're gonna end it here folks uh we'll, we'll meet you next week same time um we don't know what we're gonna talk about yet we'll have to figure that out actually you know what i will not i won't be able to do next sunday now think about it i am gonna be on the big island we're gonna go on vacation to the big island and do Ooh. some sightseeing so okay that's good that's good i think the what, next weekend yeah it's like 21st i have a fancy football draft that weekend anyway Oh man! So, I can't believe oh, football season is upon us, dude. I completely yes. forgot that it, I've completely forgot that it's preseason right now. We need it. Yeah, we need football back. You know, I mean, it's a dog. <laughs> it's a dog days of summer. It's that weird of like the second week of July, and it's, it's like the second week of August now. Like there's really no sports. Baseball is happening, but that's kind of boring because mm-hmm. baseball only gets hot at the end of August and September. That's when it gets hot, and we're just basketball is dead right now mm-hmm. it's just we need something back so it's good to get at least some preseason football but it's not it's the first week of preseason football so it's not good preseason football gets good week three you know so yeah i'm you can hear way i'm sounding i'm excited for it to come back so it's 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 gonna be great it's gonna be so good so good all right man all right so two weeks from now we'll meet we'll reconvene and we'll hopefully have some good content for you folks yes that sir said, 
everybody, y'all have a good one. Stay blessed.